everybody. Welcome to Linux Cast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Tyler. Alright, so welcome to Linux Cast. Welcome to 2024. We're in our new year. Welcome to season eight. This is season eight. No, we haven't been doing this for eight years. This is the four plus this is the seventh year. So technically but there was one year where I did two seasons. So 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 me, I can't count. Whatever. Any, anyways, welcome to Season 8. Welcome to 2024. I hope everyone's having a wonderful tw- uh, 2024 so far and you had a wonderful holiday season. We're back and at it again. Today we'll be doing our 2024 predictions after we go back and look over last year's predictions, which I'm sure we were all very accurate about. Both of us, I'm sure, just had wonderful predictions where there's no possible way we could be wrong on anything. I'm sure that's true. Oh, yeah. But anyways, but before we jump into our our weeks in FOSS, we're going to go over that a little bit. We're, we'll have to discuss the elephant in the room, that there's only two people here. Yes, there's only two people here. So uh, I, I asked Josh and Steve to take a step back because of editing reasons. So it, you guys got to realize that when there are four audio streams, it like quadruples the time of editing. It's horrendous. Now, that wasn't really a my problem anymore because I shafted that all over onto Nate. But the poor man, that last podcast that we did, took him 18 hours almost to edit. And that's just, it's he's a volunteer, <laughs> okay? Yeah, like, like, the poor man, like, I'm giving him some money, but it's like, it's Nuggies money, okay? <laughs> I don't, matter of fact, I don't even think he could get Nuggies <laughs> with the money that I'm paying him. So, <laughs> so... Just be, be, that's the reason why Josh and Steve aren't here. They they graciously agreed to step back. They will they will be around. I'm sure they're on this. They're at the top of the substitute list when Tyler decides he's going to play zero AD all night and not show up for the podcast the next day. So they'll yep. be around for then. Um, but as of now, we're going to go back to two to two people in hopes that it makes it easier to edit. Uh, the podcast and we do want to keep editing the podcast because it, it just makes it so much better when we do edit the podcast so that's the reason why there are uh two of us here and not four of us here so uh it, also just uh, as a shout out both josh and steve have youtube channels if you guys want to keep up with them uh tenley j for josh on youtube and steve is at zero linux on youtube he's supposedly going to be doing some more content on his youtube channel so both if you guys are interested in keeping up with with the joshes and the steves Head on over to their YouTube channels and give them a give them a, a subscribe and a catch it. Also, by the way, just just a shout out Josh one one last time. He did a second ver- video on uh, the home lab stuff. That was an excellent video. I learned a crap load about ButterFS that I didn't know. So there you go. All my shouting outs done. Welcome to twenty four. Welcome to Linux Cast. But. As we usually do, before we jump into the main topic, we're going to be talking about what we've been doing in open source. So, Tyler, in the last three weeks since we've been off, do anything good? Are you still on Linux or are you using Windows? I think last oh, yeah. l- last year, the, the true story, we we stopped the podcast in 2021. You know, we took our break. He was using Linux. He came back. He was an Apple fanboy. He had all he got all the Apple products for Christmas. And he come back. He was like, he had a MacBook Pro, and he had an iPhone. He had the AirPods and the Apple Watch and all this stuff. So, uh, Tyler, are you still using Linux? <laughs> Please tell me you're using Linux. <laughs> yes, I am. I have not. I mean, I, you know, I do still have my iPhone, but other than that, still rocking all the same stuff. Well, 
actually that's not true at all. I got a Sony A6000 camera. So if Discord wasn't, you know, brutally mean to this thing, the quality is extremely nice. It's very good. I also got a new audio interface and going to take quite some time to play around with it and stuff so I can do some like really fun effects like turn my pitch way up and do that kind of stuff. Come on. But yeah. The lollipop guild. You got to do the lollipop guild. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. It, it'll be too good. But yeah. So it's it's really nice, but I'm still on Nix OS. I'm really liking it. I have I've started using Flakes on Nix OS, so I've got like all of my configs include my like I, I can run a simple command and just change out which configuration for the device I wanna install to. So I've got my laptop configuration on there, my desktop configuration, and eventually I'll have my file servers configuration. So redeploying or you know, doing anything like that super easy. I I really like Nix OS. It's, it's been really nice. I'm astonished that you're still on NixOS. I mean, now you don't hop as much as Josh does, but you have been known to not be on distros for very long. And this has been like, what, three or four weeks, right? Almost a month? Yeah, yeah. That's insane. I think that might be a record. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do want to say that I, I have to agree with a lot of people that ha- are, are very happy that I'm using NixOS, it is extremely nice, and I definitely do really like it, but I, I do agree with the sentiment. The people like who really fall in love with NixOS tend to uh, try to pitch it to every single person out there. Don't do that. NixOS probably like probably is a little bit too different and not what most people want out of their system so like i'm not shilling nicks i don't think everyone should go out there and start using it i just am really liking it and i don't think i'm gonna leave it like everything is working really good i'm having a really nice time and since i do really like hyperland nicks os is made using hyperland very easy like extraordinarily easy so i like it awesome so i've oh, been and using- also someone in chat said the you know the normal message i'm high no i am not <laughs> okay right. i have not been hitting it <laughs> thank you the links to for the super chat i appreciate that I, I think we're playing super chat bingo here i gave him two dollars now he's giving me two dollars now i'm gonna have to give him two dollars again <laughs> they're gonna be passing around the same two dollar bill the entire time a- anyways i so i've been using NixOS on an external on an extra hard drive on this one and on the stand yes it's the main distro on the 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 standing desk behind me and i have many thoughts on it so i'll do my long-term review in march but overall it's just it's i don't think you can classify NixOS as a linux distribution I just don't think it's a Linux distribution. It just, it doesn't work like a Linux distribution. Yes, it uses the Linux kernel. That's literally, yes, it probably has the the GNU core utils. So technically it's GNU slash Linux. But 
other than that, it doesn't function like a Linux distribution. The, the file system is com completely different. I, I completely agree. It's, it is fundamentally different than any Linux distro you might possibly be familiar with. Yeah. And that's going to cause people a lot of problems. Well, especially, I mean, if you just, if you're just a browser person, like all you do is do browsing and maybe a little bit of, you know, like media, you know, work or something, or you do just regular GIMP work, whatever. You're just like a normal Linux, normal computer user. You'll probably be fine because you're never going to de go delve deep into trying to install scripts or whatever, or trying to figure out where the path is actually at or any of that stuff, right? It's when you try to deal with the nerdy stuff, it's like, huh, this is completely different. There's where the fuck is the user bin directory? How, <laughs> you know, and then you that, find out. Then you find out that doesn't like actually exist. Like, I mean, exist on the system, but like, there's nothing that should be there. There, it's all under the Nick store. Then slash user bin or slash bin slash the application. Like, yeah, binaries are in different locations. Like, it, everything has to be what's called Nixified on it, which is like that's that's a hurdle to learn, and there, it causes problems with some things. My art, my argument for that is just like it feel it feels like they've they looked at Linux and like let's do everything different. What if we did everything different? And some sometimes like yo they have a good 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 reason to do so, but other times eh, it just feels like they did because they wanted to be different. Also, for those of you who use Home Manager and then have the audacity to share your dot files on GitHub, how dare you? Like I can't use that shit. Okay, I don't use NixOS as my main distro, so therefore your dot files are completely fucking useless to me. So if you go on Unix porn, half the people there now use NixOS, and uh, they share their dot files. Like, oh, can you share your dot files? Oh, sure, well, share your dot files. Here you go. Here's some home manager bullshit. Good luck using that on your regular plebeian Linux distribution. Fuck you. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. I I do have to just go ahead and and show show this so i'm going to switch over to my desktop and if i load up a terminal here and cd into my nixos like configuration files like this is what someone's git repo will look like if they're talking about you know like if they're using nixos so like Config files aren't even normally laid out as easily as mine. Like, I have a folder with config files in it for people to go in that's separate from the home manager stuff. And, like, all like th these are just normal config files that anyone could use on Linux. Most people using home manager don't do it that way. No, they like, don't. Not even a little. And, <laughs> yeah. And it causes so much confusion. Before, I was like using NixOS when I would see those. I'm like, what the hell have you done to this? Like this, this isn't, this isn't even the config file syntax. Like what is happening? And like, where's the, because with home manager, like some programs you can entirely set up inside of your like home.nix file. And so like you go looking for someone's configs and they're running NixOS, you get their configs but then there's not even a regular config file for the program that you're looking, but there are other programs config files in there. So what's happening? Yeah, it's 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 not good for 
it's not good for Linux cohesiveness. Let's put it that way. It's what what I have to say to this is is if you use Nix OS for a long time, good luck going to something different afterwards. <laughs> it's so it's like getting really reliant on org mode and Emacs. You know, you're like, oh yeah, well technically, yeah, you can get the stuff out of org mode and and put it into Vim if you decide to switch to Vim. You know, a year or two down the road. But it's going to take some work and it's not you're obviously going to lose some features because org mode is the best lock in on Linux. If you want, if org mode is fantastic, but if you stop using org mode, those files, not as good. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got on a little bit of a tangent there. That's good. A little bit of a NixOS review for you guys. That's good. Uh, anyways, so for me, I've been having monitor problems as tr is tradition that that. That's a problem that just doesn't go away. And then I've been having... So Darth Vader, who's in the chat right now and is also in our Discord servers, has challenged me to use the same color scheme for a year. <laughs> so I, I'm on a... So I, I, you guys may not know this about me, but if you've wait, watched wait, wait, my... Hold on. Can I guess which which color scheme you've picked and just tell me if I'm right? I bet you I'm right. What'd you I... go? What, what do you choose? What, what do you guess? Crowfox. Oh, I wish. No. <laughs> the part of the rules had to be that it was a, not a non-mainstream color scheme. So I'm using Kanagawa. <laughs> it's basically like a mixture of Tokyo Night and and Capucine. Uh, Cap, I really you to pronounce it. Uh, and it's okay, but I'm missing Grubbox a lot. And I just asked Darth, and I've been a whiny little bitch about it. So, so you guys may not know this, but I used to change my work, my color scheme four times a day. So I had a color shift. I no, seriously, um, I, I work from home. I work on my computer all the time. I'm I'm sitting here probably ten or twelve, maybe fourteen hours a day. So. The best way for me to make things fresh and seem like I'm not just staring at the same thing all the time is to change my color scheme. So I had a color changing script and I would, you know, do the key binding and I would be able to cycle through all the rices that I've done over the years. You know, it, it just would allow me to change color schemes and it kept things fresh and made it so that I wasn't always staring at the same wallpaper and the same, you know, terminal color scheme and like that. It, that's the way that I did things. Now I'm staring at the same purple color all the time. And I hate it. I'm I, I, actually how how long am I? I've been using this for hold on a second. I've been using Kanagawa for 13 days, so tomorrow will be two weeks. I've been an uncooperative, whiny little bitch about this whole challenge. It has been horrible. I, I, poor Darth, I've been pinging him over and over again. You're like, well, how dare you choose a year? Why couldn't it have been six months? Couldn't it have been a month? Couldn't it have been literally anything other than a year? How dare you? Like, I've been so bad about it. And yes, I know, guys, that I, I'm on many different challenges at the moment. I like challenging myself to things that I find uncomfortable just because it, you know, broadens my horizons a little bit. And sometimes challenges end up being really good. So, like, I found OpenSUSE through a challenge. I'm still on OpenSUSE. It's fucking awesome. It's the best Linux distro out there. I will fight you. I have stickers to prove it. But <laughs> I'm on an Emacs challenge right now, I, I despise Emacs. So, actually, the more that I use Emacs, the less I like it. It's not good. For some people, I'm sure it's fine. But if you don't use Emacs as your operating system, it's not good. That's just my opinion. on. I'll make a video about it and stuff. But it's, it's not it's not, not a good thing thing if you don't if you do anything outside of it like if you're messing around in files in a terminal and then you want to edit a file in the terminal you actually have to go to emacs to go do it now i understand emacs has a terminal 
version, but it's not good. It's slow as fuck. Even with the demon running, the, the Emacs in the terminal is very, very bad. Um, maybe I'm doing something, I'm sure I'm doing something wrong, but it doesn't matter. Uh, those are my thoughts on Emacs. But, oh, so I'm on that challenge. I'm doing the color scheme challenge. Don't mind me. I'm challenge obsessed. But anyways, that's what I've been doing. I'm mess messing around with trying to get Qtile working again. I've been messing around with, with Xmonad. And also, I've been trying my hardest to mess around with python a little bit more i kind of slacked towards the end of the year on my classes and stuff on on python so i'm delving back into that and what i found is that i don't remember shit guys once you once you pass 35 you can't remember anything that you learn uh, unless you unless it's literally pounding into your head so don't don't turn 35 or, or higher just don't do it so <laughs> basically what i've had to do so i, I was well into learning like all the stuff you'd learn with 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 python that you have to go i was well past the beginner stuff i was into the immediate immediate stuff and i was actually writing scripts that i was actually pretty proud of went back to it around christmas time i don't remember shit that i learned nothing <laughs> it's all gone like it's completely gone like i don't even remember learning half this shit like i had to start over again basically now i mean like as i go through the 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 tutorials again and like oh yeah, yeah i remember learning that but i have to like just it really is true if you don't use it you lose it now that's a 40 year old virgin quote if you ever saw one <laughs> i mean it is true like i mean maybe you can still ride a bike after not doing it for like five years but you're gonna be terrible and it's kind of the same thing yeah. All right. So this is the prediction show where <laughs> obviously Tyler and I haven't spoken basically since before Christmas. So we're bullshitting because we're catching up. So you just have to deal with some some tangents here. But anyways, this is our prediction show. And what we're going to do is before we jump into this year's prediction, we're going to go really quickly over last year's predictions. So it it would have been actually good if I had these up, but I didn't. Okay, so so my first prediction from last year was that there'd be no Steam Deck two, and I think I was right on this one, but I did not foresee them to actually come out with a new Steam Deck at all. I don't really remember what I said about it, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that I said that there'd be absolutely no new Steam Deck in 2023. And if I did say that as emphatically as I remember saying it. I was wrong because there was a brand new Steam Deck this year. They did the OLED version. And um, that shocked the pants out of me. I think it shocked the pants out of everybody because they said basically that they weren't going to do it. And then they went and they, they did it. They did it. Yeah, yeah, because they did. Steve, like Valve literally did say, we're not going to do another Steam Deck. For years. Yeah, they said they said for years is what they said. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they did say multiple years. Because you and I did a podcast after they said that, like, oh, this is a mistake, man. They're, they're going to let all the Windows handhelds get way ahead of them, and people are going to go over there, and nobody's going to ever use the Steam Deck again, and what the hell is Valve doing? And, yeah, they made fools of all of us. There, There's a brand new Steam Deck there. Now, it's, now it's not a Steam Deck 2, so technically I was right about that, but it's still a new Steam Deck. Also, did any interest in getting an OLED version of the Steam Deck, or are you just happy dandy with what you have? I gave my friend my regular steam deck because i will be getting <laughs> of course <yeah. laughs> uh, let me know how it is i have no plans at the moment to buy one to be honest with you because i well, don't i know i already know a guy who's got one of the oleds and from everything that i've been told it's a steam deck with a better screen that's it and that's kind of what i'm excited about because that's really my only problem with the steam deck 
was the screen should be much clearer and like more vibrant and an OLED will do just that. So, I mean, supposedly it has a better battery life and is slightly cooler and a little lighter and stuff like that. But I I don't know if you'd really notice that. Also, I'd want it to be a lot cooler because I don't know if you know this, but you you have to notice this. But on some games, like if you played like God of War, that thing gets hotter in hell. Like, ow, you're burning my hands. (laughs) Oh, trust me. After like a good three, four hours of playing Daisy, that thing gets pretty warm. Like I, the God of War didn't even make it that long. It got to I, I played for about forty five minutes. At the end of it, it crashed. It was so hot. Oh whoa! Yeah, it got really really hot. Now it, I think there was like an update and it got better, so I could play a little bit longer. But it didn't like if you ever the, the game that I played it. I don't remember which one it is. It's one of the ones I bought on Steam. But basically, the, the beginning of the thing is him with his son, and he go they go, he forces his son to kill the the deer with the blue blue antlers. It got there, and that was like at the beginning of the fucking game, and it crashed because it was so hot. But yeah, nice. that that's my biggest wish for the Steam Deck is that they do a better job with thermal management because as it is right now, it's uh, on some games it's just almost unplayable because yeah. Ah, it really hurts like a, like a hot potato it's just it, it's really hard to like i mean you, you like we're kind of trying like at this point we're trying to like play with thermal dynamics because we're like how do we play a a, a really powerful triple a game and have it render and be performant on a device that you want to hold in your hand and it's just going to generate heat no matter what and it, it needs some wattage going in. Water it. cooling. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is water cooling. <laughs> no, I'm not no, gonna I, lie. I, I've seen people do those like super tiny water cooling systems for like the raspberry pies and stuff. And I think there's nothing cooler than that. So if there was to be a water cooled Steam Deck, I you better believe I'm upgrading to that. Someone on YouTube. Heart- Someone on YouTube has has to have done it like as a hack job or something. But so there's like you you know those like those ROG gaming phones or whatever. They're like you know fifteen hundred dollars or whatever, and they're supposed to make your Android gaming experience better. They have like a a water like a vapor thing in them that you is like kind of like water cooling. I don't know how well it works. I've never had one of those phones, and I have no desire to have one. But it, something like that maybe. But what I'm what I'm envisioning is like an actual like <laughs> custom loop thing on there, and it's just like a, it's got some like cyberpunk shit off hanging off the back of it. <laughs> and like it'd be awesome. But yeah, something water cooling is. I think that's that's where you almost have to go if you're gonna want to, because because as as it is right now, air cooling it just blows the hot air out onto the user. And like yeah, they did they blew it out the only place that they could, which is through the top. But still, your fingers are up there, you know. <laughs> like there there are buttons yeah. up there you got to press. Well, and like I think the Steam Deck can is like one of those devices that can actually cheat a little bit because its exhaust port can be put like up there and towards the middle of the screen where your fingers aren't really going to be sitting over it. But most devices around the same size, and especially if you're going to try to make a Steam Deck more compact than it already is, you start running out of that room real quick. And air, like, I mean, the the problem is, like, no matter what, there's got to be hot air going somewhere out of the thing. Just how can we transfer the best way possible? It, it, 
like the only air cooling solution that's going to get better than what we already have is those like piezoelectric systems and stuff like that. Like the like Linus Tech Tips did a video on like one of the super thin ones. Like I don't know how long ago it was. Mm, yeah, I saw that. But I mean, I don't know. I don't. Kn- I know those are going to be as as reliable, if not more reliable, than a water cooling system. But I wouldn't be surprised if you told me the cost of manufacturing those things was just as much, if not more, than a small water cooling system. Well, probably more than the Steam Deck. Actually, some of those were some of those water cooling blocks are like three or four hundred dollars, which is just nuts if you think about it. All right, so uh, your first one from last year was that Web 3.0 will see heavy regulation and be investigated by authorities, and people will lose interest and not discuss. I'm assuming that what you meant by Web 3.0 is like crypto and and stuff like that. In which case, NFTs, all that. Point point for you, everyone that did that went to jail. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, no, there's still people going to jail. I mean, Logan Paul is has a class action lawsuit against him for his crypto zoo project that's been in the news here lately because he's still doing shady things around it shocker also sucks (laughs) i see i see kids buying prime bottles and i'm like oh my god what are you doing prime why (laughs) okay Uh, i don't know what that is (laughs) oh it's some gatorade bs drink that like logan paul and another youtuber i uh, saw it in the coffeezilla i still i it, yeah so like pre- pretty much all of like all of the web3 stuff is crumbling i have found there's a guy on youtube i found who is big on promoting nfts loves them like he's actually heavily invested in a whole bunch of nfts his like icon is the monkeys uh, he's got like one of those this is like profile picture but he's got like 300 subs and like his shorts are like all have like not the best comments in them. So I don't, I, I, I really think NFTs, the whole web three stuff, it's, it's either dead or dying and people are actually going to jail. So nice. We made it. We made so much fun of the people who were spending hundreds of thousands of actual, real, hard-earned dollars on those stupid NFTs. And like, good lord, like, can you imagine if you were the guy who spent like two million dollars or whatever it was on on the first tweet or whatever it was? Like, like Jack Dorsey sold his for her first tweet as an N- NFT, and someone paid like a, a gigantic amount of money for that thing. And it's worth. It was worth nothing when they bought it, and it's even worth less now because the nft things just doesn't it was stupid to begin with it's still stupid uh, and you were 100 right on this thank goodness because if we're still now we've now we've moved on to other nonsense which is ai which is at least useful in some points you know at least ai has some use cases that you know like oh yeah that's kind of cool uh like like yesterday it feels like it feels like that whole market has the fact that it we're moving on past it has freed up a lot of a lot of room for stuff with actual like substance behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank goodness. <laughs> that, that was two years of our lives. We're never getting back. And all of that money went to people who were scumbags. I mean, like mm-hmm. it, it's hard to find someone in the crypto space. That's like a good person is, is the thing like they, they all feel like they're Ponzi schemes. 
I'm going to get sued for that probably. But you can sue me. I have no money. So <laughs> you ain't going to get much. Just don't steal my monitors. <laughs> yeah, they're nice. They're nice. <laughs> like I got, I got good monitors. You can't have those. Those, those are those are safe. Anyways, let's see here. So your my next one was that Microsoft will buy something big in Linux or open source this year. I I mean, Josh linked to a whole bunch of acquisitions here. I looked through them. I didn't see anything that I could would consider big, because I I deliberately used the word big in the in the prediction. So I think I was thinking of something like you know canonical, <laughs> but that obviously didn't happen. So we'll just move on from that because Microsoft, they tend to be doing their own Linux thing now. They're creating their own Linux distribution and stuff like that or another Linux distribution. So apparently WSL is still going as strong as as, as they wanted to. So whatever. All right. So your next one was uh, Tyler will be streaming on YouTube every single day in 2023 for at least four hours a day. (laughs) Now, Josh is obviously my good friend because he put obviously failed at this and then and then just makes another comment in the show notes like just obviously he failed at this let's move on (laughs) which he's not wrong i did fail i think you said it earlier but like it was it probably took a day for me to fail at that maybe two yeah and just to go along with that apparently i said that i wanted the zero ad streams back and that i would play zero ad with you Uh, i still haven't done that by the way (laughs) so i'm still just as bad at as the one time that i've played it and since that time that you told me that you would play with me i think you said like yeah i'll hop in and join you boys maybe like you do always say that you're you you do always leave yourself an out where you're like maybe maybe i'll show up and you've said that like probably like eight times since then i've shown up a couple like I showed showed up one time to commentate that one time that was god awful. <laughs> you can't have someone who has no idea what the game is about to commentate. <laughs> it was it, it, it was not very good. But I did come and play with that other game that we played the the other war game. What was that? The one time the one that was like uh, oh open array. Yeah, yeah. I played that with you guys once. So that happened. Yeah. So that was when it wasn't zero AD, but it was basically that. <laughs> All right. So my next prediction was classic window managers will move to Wayland or begin to move to Wayland this year. That didn't happen, really. I mean, Xmonad is probably the only one that's closest to discovering a plan, but they're still in the process of finding someone who wants to do it for them, as far as I know. And Qtile was already there. So, yeah, that was, that was a failure. Now, the desktop environments are moving right along. Like... Probably by this time next year, the X work thing will just not be a thing on desktop environments. Anyways, Tyler, your next one was AI and Linux will become a big part of the small business success. I don't know about Linux, but definitely AI is literally fucking everywhere. Yep. And Josh did say in the show notes, it's debatable. And I agree with that sentiment. It's like AI, all that stuff, definitely part of big business, but small business debate like there's some yes definitely making use of it but everyone no like not really like my my sister and her small business does not use ai for anything and it's probably for the best like i don't know that i i don't know that she would actually edit and go over what chat gpt gives her because you know sometimes chat gpt will give you something that's like the first sentence or like three sentences is real good, like real good. 
and then the rest is just nonsense. So what I've been surprised most about the the AI thing is that the people who you would expect to like literally hate its guts, like because they're like the most staunch privacy advocates ever, some of them they're using AI. Like what is going on here? Like this is not something. <laughs> this is this is not there's there's no privacy respecting AI out there right now because it's all farmed on public data. Like literally, that's how they created it. It's not like it just was born out of nothing it's you so the there have been there have been some real surprises to me over some of the people who have been using it that i thought that would like never ever use it or it be at all interested in like it feels like something that i would be interested in but i i can't for me it just still feels like mostly a gimmick like i've used some chat gpt stuff and yeah okay you know it's kind of neat like saying yeah i need a bash script to do blah 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 and it'll shoot out a black bash script that will maybe work but i'm also a little worried that somewhere along the line it learned a little bit more like somewhere in that bash script is like rm rf slash star and like oh i'm a dumbass and because i didn't go actually go through the bash script that i asked it to create and then all of a sudden my hard drive is completely wiped or there's a a, a random dd command in there you know <laughs> just because yeah. just for reasons i get that i don't i don't trust chat gpt to not troll me either like I assume it's going to happen sometime in the future. Like someone's going to get some chat GPT code that is a little bit funny, <laughs> like <laughs> questionable. It's going to happen. Yeah, it definitely. It's gonna, I mean, I'm sure it's probably already happened where, but maybe not like destructive, but you know, it's just like they sent you some code for whatever. And it just, completely ruined your program or whatever so i'm assuming that that has happened i am with you i'm i would rather that happen to somebody else than me like i'm gonna check it before i do anything yeah oh definitely yeah definitely line by line if, if you do use it <laughs> you're gonna want to go through that thing Je definitely just in just in case of course that 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 requires you to know like you can't be a complete and utter bash like if you're just doing a you ask for a bash script but you know no bash Going through that line by line ain't going to do you much good because you still don't know what the hell's going on, right? But at least you'll be able to learn look for RM and DD. <laughs> All right, so those are the pred predictions from last year. I, I didn't really keep count of how many we got right and wrong. We don't really need to score. I'm surprised that, that there were a couple that like you got like you got at least one right there, and I don't think that I did any. But maybe next year we'll keep score. So next year, next year we have a. I'm gonna actually put this in the show so we remember. Next year, instead of doing it this way, we're gonna do a re like a reaction type video where we'll play this next part, you know, like live, and you guys will see us reacting to it. So <laughs> it'll be a better way of doing this other than just reading the ones from last year out. So let's go ahead and move on to 2024 predictions. Now, my rules for this that you had to have at least one Linux. FOSS related prediction. The other one could be broader tech. Uh, I did both Linux ones. It does, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, so we're each going to do two. I uh, you can go first. So Tyler, what is your first 2024 prediction? Hyperland will become the new Arch. Like if it, I think it's already kind of happening now, but and I mean that in the sense not not you know Hyperland and Arch are actually similar projects, but everyone like there's a whole bunch of memes around using arch because so many people run arch and there's you know a mentality of letting people know that you use it because you know it takes skill to use which like is debatable 
um, are just pretty simple to use. But Hyperland will become that new thing that everyone memes about and, you know, makes fun of people for, like, using and talking about using. I think I think that's going to happen a lot this year because it's going to get uh, also, I guess, part of that prediction is I also think Hyperland is going to get more popular throughout this year. Well, because it's the only, like, Wayland compositor other than Sway, which is, like, really ready to use. I mean, it's just it just is, unfortunately. I mean, Xmonad's still in the hiring phase. Qtile's there, and it's better than it was in the most recent release, but it's not all the way there. And then it, the traditional window managers that we used to use, like DWM, I mean, DW, DWL is around but is it still maintained nobody knows like R- river is a thing but nobody uses it uh, there's a couple other ones that just nobody use so if you want to use a Wayland compositor and have a like a window manager like experience it's hyperlander sway those are the two uh, and that makes me astonishingly sad i mean just really really sad because the best part about the window manager space was that you had a ton of choice now, granted, it was choice. It was choice that was built up over twenty-five years. So, we're still at the beginning of the Wayland compositor space. So, maybe twenty-five years from now, we'll have a ton of choice again. But as of right now, the choice has gone away. Like we, you could choose from DWM and i3 and and BSPWM and all that stuff, right? But now there's there's two choices. You, you if you don't want to use Sway or Hyperland, you're fucked. Just the truth and it makes me it makes me very very sad also makes me even more anti-wayland than i already was by the way which is hard to do because i'm really anti-wayland fuck wayland exorc for life yeah stop with the gang signs man <laughs> i don't know as somebody who's really liking it it's it it's nice Fanboy. i have no problems but i i do get Change is definitely not for everyone, and even I don't like change. I would say some of the time, but there's a lot of times I don't like change. So, but it cracked me up. Someone in chat said Tyler's next 2024 prediction: Nix will become the next Arch. By the way, that's already happened. By the way, <laughs> that, that's already that's already there. The the Arch guys are jealous of the fanaticism that goes on about the Nix OS guys. The they're like even we're not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Nick. Nick's has gotten to a point where I wouldn't be surprised with me talking about using Nick's. I don't have like a handful of dudes over the course of the next couple of months come in and pitch me on why I should use Nick's, even though I already, already use Nick's. <laughs> no, they'll be like, "You're not using Nick's in the right way." Like, like, can you? Can, so. Uh, there's probably factions within the Nix community. Like there, there are probably those who yes, would be like me who don't use Home Manager, right? They just use, yep. they just manage their configuration and home directories in the traditional Linux manager, so that the, it's easy to move away from. So there's probably like the people who do use Home Manager that go in and talk to those people who don't use Home Manager. Like you're not using Nix in the right proper way. Why aren't you using Nix with Home Manager? Why aren't you using Flakes? Why aren't you using uh, Nix environments and and Nix shells and all this stuff? Like you're not using Nix in the proper way. Why are you doing it the wrong way? <laughs> that 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 happens already a lot with Flakes. Like there, as far as far as I've been told, like I don't know this as a fact, but from what I've been told. There's a rift in the actual like Nix like uh, Nix OS core like development team over whether or not like people should be using Flakes or not. 
So, yeah. <laughs> so even and, like, I got to be honest. Go ahead. Both ways work just fine, whether you're using flakes or not. They both work just fine. It well, doesn't matter. You can <laughs> use, you can use Nix 100% without even using Nix or Home Manager. And you nope. I don't I mean yeah, I whatever. <laughs> I've been using Nix since October and I'm still very much like I don't know about this. I think I prefer the traditional way of doing things. Like I was I was pretty upset about like silver blue doing things slightly differently than than regular Linux and then you go to Nix and Nix is like wow it's really different I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this I think I'm uh, I, this is very triggering <laughs> it makes it makes silver blue look like it's normal like no it really it really does all right so my first one is that canonical speaking of immutable distros canonical will roll out the official of ubuntu immutable distro this year uh, now that it, it exists it's already it's already technically available for you to download it's all snaps obviously and they don't have like a name for it like that but they don't even have like a, a an official download link for you to you have to go to their github page and download the iso there so it's very very early days as of this year but Canonical moves pretty fast in this stuff. I think that by the time we get to the October release, we'll see the official Ubuntu immutable distro, or at least in beta form with an official like page on their website. I think that that will happen, mostly because I think that they're really they're really feeling the pressure to move on to something like that that's very immu immutable in nature, and I think that, I think that this is a priority for them. And now. I, I'd, I'd be shocked if it was around the LTS. I doubt it is. It's just too soon. But by the October release, I think that there will be an, an immutable version that you don't have to go to GitHub to download. You can download it right from their downloads page. It may still be marked as, as beta or early access or something like that, but I think that that's, that's the direction that we'll, we'll be going in. Now, whether or not it'll be good, I'll leave that up to other things. What are you giggling about, Tyler? I love the fact that we do this live. Someone said, all snaps. So hell is real. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's something funny. This is a sneak preview for a video that will come out on my channel next week. But I switched from flat packs to snaps uh, a few days ago. And just better. Spoiler alert. Better than they were. Yes. Good. <laughs> okay. So so the, the thing is is that. Canonical has fixed the snap problem. What's, what's the number one thing that we complained about with snaps is that they're slow, right? They fixed it, okay? They did fix it. But the problem is, is that they were fucking dumbasses and they relied on developers who are a bunch of lazy bastards <laughs> to fix their applications. No offense to de developers, right? <laughs> the thing is, if you want to do a snap and you want to make it load faster, you have to implement the new technology and fixes that Canonical implemented, right? But unfortunately, a lot of the package maintainers on, on, on Snap haven't instituted that new way of packaging yet, the, the new compression and everything that goes along with it so that some some snaps like gimp open faster than flat packs shit you not same thing with like kden live opens opens faster than a flat pack but then there are some like like todoist that hasn't been updated it takes almost a minute to load <laughs> like it's like it's bad right so it's, it's 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 a very fractured experience sometimes loads really really fast sometimes like, y you'll turn gray before it opens. 
so that's that's a spoiler for a video that's coming up but that's that's my experience with that also fucking loopback devices are still a goddamn thing and i hate you also the snap directory is still in the home directory for everybody to see and yes you can hide it from your gui file manager but you can't hide it from ranger or from the terminal which is just get out of my home directory i'm gonna murder you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i have some thoughts on snap still I, I will go ahead and say, just in case we're about to move on, so a whole bunch of people in chat have said that, like, they've already announced that it's going, the immutable Ubuntu distro going to be beta for 24.04, and they also said that my prediction is pretty much already true, so... Apparently, we have set ourselves up for success with these. <laughs> That's first. the way I'm going to look at it. So, what, either they're saying that we're really good at predictions and just predicting things after they already happen, or if we don't pay attention, <laughs> we're really bad at predictions. <laughs> okay, doesn't. Well, I, mean, I, I, the, I missed that announcement. By the way, I, did, I had no clue. The funny part would be if, like, our other two predictions end up being the ones that are true, and these ones, like, you know, Ubuntu ends up delaying it, like it never ends up happening. And then, like, my prediction is, like, no one really talks about Hyperland anymore because there's another new, awesome, like, Wayland compositor that hits the market. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Your second prediction, what is that? Mine is that I will still be using NixOS next year when we do this again. And that does mean still using it on my desktop and laptop. Like, okay. not just installed it the day before the pie. I will use it for the entirety of the All right. day. I want to bet. Okay. I, I want to wager on this. I right. will bet you one item, any item that you want from my merch store that you're not. <laughs> you, you can literally okay. choose anything that you want. Anything. And if it's not on there, I'll, and you know, cause you're on, you're on fourth wall too. And you know, that fourth wall has it and I don't have that extra thing in stock. I will make it for you if, if I'm wrong, but I would, okay. I would guarantee that you're not still on Nick's at the end of the year. Now that, and that you use it the entire year through somewhere along the line, Josh will be in your ear. Gentoo, 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 gentoo. Yeah. <laughs> And I I love that someone in chat is like another softball way to go out on a limb, Tyler. Dude, what are you talking about? Like Josh was paying me to use Gentoo, and I stopped using Gentoo for the challenge. He's, he he's I owe him that monitor there because I, <laughs> I didn't keep using it. He's, he 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 just hops a lot, and that's the reason why I'm so safe in this bet. If I win. I don't. I just want bragging rights. I don't even need anything. That's how. That's how sure I am that I'm going to win. I don't even need anything for it because it's. <laughs> it'd be. It'd be feel like stealing candy from a baby. <laughs> There's no chance. Josh has a better chance of using a single distro for the entire year than you do, and he has no chance. By the way, of doing that, <laughs> zero chance. <laughs> so <laughs> th that's how confident I am that this is not going to happen. Prove me wrong. 
and you can have anything you want off from the the the, the shop shop that linuxcast.org by the way if you want to help fund my wage my gambling debt <laughs> all, right. all right my next my second one is all right so uh speaking of softballs good to go lord we're really bad at predictions but this, this one here plasma 6 will be buggy beyond belief yet people will still like it anyways this is this is a oh. horrible 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 p- prediction because it's absolutely going to be true it's so true <laughs> but okay I'll, I'll add a little bit about this is that the kd devs will say that it's not buggy that it's just the way that plasma is supposed to be that's and literally some of their quotes is that, that, that plasma not, plasma plasma's not buggy it's just the way that it's supposed to be and I think that, that we'll hear the same kind of rhetoric around Plasma 6, that this is the way that it's supposed to be. It's still early days or whatever. But Plasma 6 will be astonishingly buggy when it first comes out. And people will still like it anyways. And I, and I will be sitting here like, but why? Like, I like KDE. Like, I, I get a lot of shit from people saying, like, why do you p- bitch about KDE all the time? You say you like KDE. And I do like KDE. I, I do. I, I, I believe that you criticizes the thing that you love and kde remains the buggiest desktop environment that i've ever used that's just absolutely truth still awesome you can be awesome and buggy just this is true look i don't think it's awesome i think it's just buggy so i'll take any heat you get for kde because at the end of the day at least you still like it and appreciate it i don't like i wouldn't use kde at all like i just i don't like it so if anyone's going to send you heat for it just like Send them a message, send it on my way. Okay, I'll take all the heat heat for not liking KDE or saying it's buggy. And I agree with your prediction. I, I think I think you're gonna get that. I think that one's gonna be a slam dunk. Oh well, see I took a look at last year's prediction and I was like, man, I was really wrong. I was like, I'm gonna get two at least really right. <laughs> so <laughs> I, apparently I predicted one that's already happened. <laughs> And then I predict one that we know is going to happen. So I'm going to get two points next year. <laughs> what do you guys... Wait, way to bring home the chicken dinner. It's really, really hard to do predictions, okay? You guys try it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we, we just did two each. We'll, I think that that's a good number because if I had to come up with a third one, it would have been even worse than the first two. So just going to put that out there. Anyway, so that is uh, it for the predictions. And we're... Moving on now to the last things of of the podcast, which you traditionally do, and because I have been basically browbeaten into it, we no longer call these the thingies of the week, which I thought was a, a fantastic name. It was just a wonderful name. But apparently, it wasn't good enough for my community, and everybody's decided that it was going to be called Nuggies of the Week. So, our Nuggies of the Week, Tyler, take it away. Mine is going to be Rofi Dash Whalen. I have spent a lot of time away from Rofi and such because I'm on Wayland. So I tried out Wofi. I've tried out Tofi. I really like Tofi for its speed and everything. However, I have ended up back on Rofi only because Rofi just looks better. Like that and that that's genuinely the only reason I'm back on it. It just looks better. Or at least the ability to make it look a certain way. There's a lot more options with Rofi. So if you're on Wayland, I think it's probably the best program launcher you're going to have. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know, and because I can, I'll switch over to my desktop. This here is Rofi. Oh, that does look cool. 
yeah, I've got like a nice banner here, you know, I can load up Blender. So it's it's very nice. I, I do very, very much enjoy using Rofi. And it was a lot of fun to play around because I've never done a theme with like a picture like that. And I, I just really normally when I spend time on my Rofi setup, like I'll I'll theme it with like nice things like transparency and stuff. Like and that's pretty much as far as I go. So I now that I'm back on Rofi, I'm very much enjoying the ability to make it look so nice because Tofi which, if you're going to go with something other than Rofi on Wayland, I think Tofi's pretty much your only really good option, mainly because it's so freaking performant. Definitely recommend for a program launcher. Check out Rofi. It's really good. And then use rofi Wayland if you're on Wayland. Yeah. All right. So, my nuggie of the week is Butter Discord. So, first off, before I, I talk about this, Darth, you're wrong. I'm not going to fail the color scheme challenge because the... The wager that we have where I have to use vanilla Emacs for for however long we agree to is not going to happen. I'm not using vanilla Emacs. No. Uh, I'd rather use the same color scheme forever than have to use vanilla Emacs. Uh, and just put that out there. So, Better Discord is a plugin that or a, a overlay for Discord that allows you to theme it. Also, it allows you to add some plugins to add some functionality. That's basically what it is. It's there are a few of them like this. So Vencord is one of them. Uh, there's another one called Webcord or something like that. It's something a little bit different. They all do basically the same thing. They all use the same theme. So if you have one theme on one and you switch to another one, you can use the same theme, which is nice. I think the plugins are probably interchangeable too, but I don't know that for sure. I like them. I like this a lot. I don't usually do it because I change themes so often that it just doesn't make sense for me to do so. Uh, but because now I'm stuck on one theme for the next year, Darth, you asshole, <laughs> uh, I have decided to theme my Discord and I have it as the Kanagawa or however however you pronounce it. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it. The, the, the color scheme there and it looks awesome. It's fantastic. I don't really use any of the plugins because I just don't need Discord to take up any more memory. But as it is, it's really good. So better Discord. If, uh, supposedly, if you use this, you're breaking Discord's terms of service. So just keep that in mind if you decide to do this. I haven't ever seen them actually ban anybody. I've seen them ban developers for doing it, but I don't think that they've ever banned like individual users for using it. So you should be able, you should be fine. But just keep that in mind as you go along, it, it, just in case. So don't you, you don't blame me if you lose your account. Anyways. So it is against TOS, but from everything I've heard, they don't really care about it, especially as long as you're not using those malicious plugins or, you know, just, you know, plugins that you shouldn't be using. Well, I think what they got the one guy for is because he considered it spam or something. I don't even know. Anyways, so that is it for the first episode of the year. We made it all the way through, and I think it was a good one. So if you want to, we could do jump into the contact information. If you want to follow us, you can do so in any number of ways. You can head on over to the website, which is the linuxcast.org. There you'll find previous episodes, although that hasn't been updated in a while. I'm still working on actually getting that up since I switched to different podcast hosts. So it's a little bit delayed. I'll get that fixed here in the next few days. I, I've been planning on it. I just... I haven't got around to it. But you can find all the previous blog posts that I've blogged f over there uh, at the linuxcast.org. So head on and check that out. You can find Tyler, who has a YouTube channel, although he hasn't made a video since before Christmas. So I'm worried about him again. 
the reason, just so everyone knows, I the reason I haven't been posting videos is I got all of this new equipment and had to set it up. But then I got sick before I could do any of that. Right or like right around just before Christmas, I started getting sick. And then I, I mean, for Christmas, I literally wasn't even able to eat like a whole bunch of stuff. Like I, I just couldn't eat. I was so sick. I got the the virus that you're not allowed to really talk about on the tubes. So yeah, I got I got that virus, and I was sick for a while. And now I've just gotten to a point where my audio mixer is working. Like. <laughs> I had to read the user manual for for my new audio interface. It's my got a lot of buttons and knobs and stuff. Yeah, my worry is that he'll lose his password again. He did that for a while, and it went like six months without a video. So just write that password down on a post-it note uh, so you don't actually use it. But anyways, uh, youtube.com slash zanyog is where you'll find his videos when he does make them. I like razzing him because it just he, he takes breaks. Let's just put it that way. He takes a lot of breaks. <laughs> Speaking of uh, taking breaks, I will also be, after the podcast, I'll probably be on Discord for a little bit. So if anyone wants to pop over, since I'm not going to be making a video, hang out <laughs> for a little bit. Uh, his link to it for the his Discord will be on the linuxcast.org slash contact there you'll find all of the other stuff that we can talk about in terms of contact information my discord server all that stuff so you can also support me on patreon patreon.com slash linuxcast you can head on over to the merch shop which is at shop.thelinuxcast.org there you'll find t-shirts and hoodies and desk mats and all sorts of stuff all of this stuff is fantastic and it goes directly to help the show so thank you so very much if you've done that if you haven't already what the hell are you waiting for go over there and buy something because all of its stuff is really good. Anyways, so that is it for this week. We record this live every Saturday at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. If you want to join us live on the YouTubes, it's at youtube.com slash linuxcast. Make sure you subscribe and like this video and all that stuff. If you want to catch the recorded version of this, there's a little bit of a change coming up. So normally we'd post this on Sunday, but because we're we're I'm really trying to make life as easy as possible for Nate. Not only did I kick two of the show, the hosts off the show to make it easier to edit, I'm also pushing the the edited version publication time from Sunday to Monday. So if you look forward the, to the audio version of this or you want to see the edited video version on the YouTube channel, it will no longer be on Sunday. It will come to you Monday evening when that comes out so that we have plenty of time to make sure that the, the podcast is is 100% awesomely edited and it sounds good. It looks good and all that stuff. So Monday nights when the edited stuff come out. So I think that's it. Before we go, I should take a moment to thank my current patrons. And by the way, I did a brand new end scream for the patrons as well. So I've been very productive. I'm very proud of myself. I did things. It's good. Anyways, thanks to everybody who does support me on Patreon and YouTube. You guys are all absolutely amazing. Well, it's you. The channel is not be anywhere near where it is right now. So thank you so very, very much for your support. I truly do appreciate it. I'll, we'll see you guys uh, next Saturday with another brand new episode of the Linux Cast. We'll see you then. Bye.